All right, everybody, you're joined again by the three members, or I guess 2.5 members of the Honorary Indian Club. We're on episode two now, but fortunately, it is not only the three of us today. Uh, for any of you video watchers, maybe not for your audio listeners, uh, we're joined by, I guess, Bill, if you want to quickly say hi. Hello. I think I caught you at a really bad time there. You're mid-sip, mid-drink. Yeah, that's a perfect time. No, I'm fine. He's hydrated now. True. Yeah, but um, well, be before we wanted to get into learning more about Bill, because honestly, there's a lot that I still want to know about Bill, and I'm sure everyone listening on this podcast wants to know too. And Neil, did you say you want to bring up something to begin with? Yeah, that's right. I have to set the record straight from episode one. I got called out by some of our listeners. Uh -huh. Turns out I was also a goalie when I was playing soccer. Oh, really? For one tournament. Yeah, one mm. tournament. I was goalie. I went to a training camp for that one tournament. There's a British guy teaching me, and he taught me one important skill. He said, when you jump to get the ball, put one knee out. You guys know why? why? Put one knee out. Any guesses? Uh, One knee out? Does it matter which knee? Yeah. No, you try to put it. If someone's running at you, you put one knee out. Yeah, to space them out, I guess, right? So you look. Elegant. Yeah, you try to you try to catch them in the nuts. That's what you told me. Oh. You try to catch the striker in the nuts. That's what he taught me. I was a twelve-year-old kid. Okay. This is what he taught me. So did anyone? I just set the record straight there. Did anyone confuse you as the pole for the the goal? What? Did anyone confuse you as the pole? Mistook you for the goalpost? No. Oh. That didn't happen. I was not that skinny. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I had to set the second record straight there. One more thing. New tech for episode two. I don't know if you can see this, Ryan. Pull this up Yeah. on the stream. Oh. Can you see that? You can read it out for us. What is... Okay, so Neil brought up some... This image, let's see. You, you, okay, I'll read it out. Traditional soccer post. This is from June 9th, 2012. He's tagging <laughs> our boy JJ. Shout out to our boy JJ. Julian's Talia, he's the homie. Okay, traditional soccer post. Well, had the first game of my tournament today, dot dot. Did we have a chance to win? Of course not. If anyone cares anymore, we lost. To an, uh... yeah, yeah, didn't ask. Yeah. <laughs> seven people <laughs> did ask, actually. I got seven likes on this post and six comments. Yeah, pretty good some engagement. Comments. That's some good engagement yeah. for 2012. Were they yeah, I'd say that's pretty good engagement. Yeah, I just want to let it be known that, you know, the things we talk about in this pod, totally accurate childhood stories. It's mm. no no fluff. It's 100% truth here. Wait, how old were we in 2012? Is that 15? That was nine years ago. It's like 15? Uh, old enough. Yeah, 15, 14, 15. I feel like that post should have been when you were like 12. Okay. You know, <laughs> we, we grow, we learn. Yeah. What can I say? Okay. Well, moving on, um, we're joined here by the man of the hour. Um, thank you so much for clearing your schedule, your very busy 996 schedule for us to give this us this hour to guest on our podcast. So That's right. Welcome, Bill. It's actually so crazy how this guy has managed to weasel his way into our inner circle. I've literally never met this guy until like, what was it, a month or two ago? And somehow he's just like always there, <laughs> always talking. It's all thanks to Gordon. I guess you want to 
if you want to give him the introduction gordon <laughs> yeah uh probably get this earlier so uh i have the pleasure of introducing um han some call him bill you um he's uh one of my good friends i met in college um fun tale actually let's go over it uh this happened in uh ece 110 something yeah. like that um uh, so it's one of the the gen eds for uh electrical engineering at uh at duke and uh in our lab um it was like our first day of our lab and um the ta immediately goes all right we're going to be splitting off into group partners and all the desks were aligned where like there are two people at each desk already and there are only two little schmucks at sitting alone uh, at different tables. It was uh, me, yours truly, and mm-hmm. uh, good old Bill over there. The and that's how we became best friends forever. Yeah, just the two <laughs> leftovers uh, left after everyone picked their teams. Uh, so, yeah, and then we led the lab to success. Yeah, we uh, we hard carried our lab to second place or something. Really? Wait, second <laughs> place in... of like how many classes or how many labs? Is that what you're saying? There's like five sessions. Oh, five or six. oh that's pretty oh, decent. Yeah. Only because the first team cheated. You were supposed to go onto the ramp, not start on the ramp. I was so mad. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about this. You were so mad. That was that was that was a scuff competition. We just had a we basically just programmed like little little robots to do stuff, like do coordinated stuff. Mm. Um, most of them just like fell off the table and stuff. It was it was an experience. I just but yeah, that's how I met Bill. One of the very first things I remember about Bill. Not even like from him himself. Like I heard it from you, Gordon. I remember I was just talking with you about like, yeah, how's like college? How's Duke? We're still attending university. And I was like, oh yeah, this Bill guy, he's been hanging out with us a lot. Like, what do you think of him? And I I don't know if I exactly worded it that way, but the way you replied, it made it gave me a really good impression of Bill. Because I think Gordon, you basically said he's the only guy like I respect at Duke. Or like, that's one of the few I guys that. I respect that dude. Whoa. Have you heard this deal? He's, he's starting drama. Yeah, why are you, why are you telling my secrets? No, 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 I'm just saying. Oh, uh, I don't know. Do any of your Duke friends listen to this podcast? It's fine, right? <laughs> uh, I showed I Asa. Uh, now, now you're gonna you want to set the record no, no, straight? Hey, Asa, I heard yeah. he, he, he respects you too. You're fine. One of oh, many... okay, yeah. You get a consolation prize, Asa, if you're yeah. watching. But I think... Um, First of all, it's a good time to say like this podcast, like this is a cool one because we all have like similar backgrounds, I guess, like educationally a bit. Like Brock did comp sci at college. Oh, Gordon did co- computer engineering too, right? Um, I love the other minor in CS. Did Bill Bill also do that? We did the same yeah. thing. I don't know what Bill did. Bill did the yeah, same did thing. Yeah, did the same thing. It's like double yeah. major stuff. Yeah. yeah, and I did uh, econ and then Ryan did yo-yoing. It's a good stuff. Uh-huh. Got a wide, wide diversity of educations here um, <laughs> going on. I, I actually remember you know, my first interaction with Bill, too. Or maybe not first, but like second or third, we were playing some League of Legends together. Yeah. I remember Bill joined in because Gordon invited him. And we played like a game or two, and Bill was pretty talkative. And I remember thinking, this guy is pretty obnoxious. And really? then that was my first thought. My second thought was, damn, he's taking my stick. I'm supposed to be the obnoxious <laughs> guy. God damn it! That's my second thought. Um, build, build differently. Yeah, I, mean, like, I, I think was like guys replacing me. When we play games, Neil, you're just generally the biggest troll out there. Like you're always the first to troll, and generally, me and Gordon are the first to throw up the white flag. Yes, sir. 
But yeah, I don't, I'm gonna, it's really fun playing with Bill, especially my favorite moments, like hanging out and playing with Bill, is when he goes into story time mode. You guys know what I mean? Because <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, it's like the way he tells stories, he takes so long. There's so much exposition that by the time he goes for the punchline, I've already forgotten everything he's told me. And I'm like, man, I'm sure it would have been funny if you just like cut a little bit. Or maybe if I, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the problem. Am I the problem? I'm just trying to give you enough context so you understand what's going on. And sometimes it's not like, it's not meant to be a funny story. Sometimes it's just a life story, you know, just like exchanging life experience. It doesn't have to be like an interesting story. No, 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 no. I enjoy it. I enjoy that you want to tell me these stories, Bill. I appreciate that. Well, maybe you were just there. Maybe. (laughs) I'm pretty sure you told me some stories where it's literally just you and me and Call. I don't know why you're trying to cap here. All right, sure. All right, sure. Okay. Maybe, like, um, I'm sure Gordon knows this already. But me and Neil are definitely really interested. And maybe some of our podcast listeners out there, I've I've asked a couple of our friends what they wanted to know about you, Bill. But I highly doubt so. Really? Oh yeah. 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 You want to wager? No, I, <laughs> I just don't oh. think people are generally interested in other people, not to mention a random guy. Uh, what about Chen Yuling? He, he's out there. He's listening. Uh I don't know. I'm sure he has more interesting things to do. Yeah. Well, anyways, so I don't think we mentioned this um, either, but you actually immigrated from China, and then so you finished like high school in China, and then did you come straight to Duke? Is that what happened? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> How? Wait, what's the process like? like? Do you need to take any like American standardized tests or like? How would you, how did like applications go? I was pretty curious about that. Yeah, so we go through the same application. You need the same uh, kind of exams in, I, like I took SATs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then since English is not my first language for everyone that's from uh, those countries, you need to take the, what's it called, TOEFLs. So it's test of English as foreign language or something, something uh-huh. like that. Is out of 120, uh, and it uh, has uh, reading, listening, writing, speaking. So then, what made you want to come to the U.S. to study? Was it like your first choice, actually, or did you have like other options in your mind? Oh, that topic jumped really quickly. I was still talking about like the application, but oh sure. shit, my bad, bro. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, do you want to so... talk more about the application? It, it was. Here you go ahead. No, bro, you said you were curious, and then I went for one sentence, and you went like, "Why did you <laughs> choose this?" Can, can, I can run it back. That's my bad. That's my bad. He, he's still giving context, dude. Come on, this is where you fuck fail. This on is the where jokes. I fail. This I have no patience when it comes to Bill and his stories. I'm just trying to get to the good stuff. He's setting it yeah, up. I, we can skip that. I mean, application is basically the same. You go to College Board. Is it called College Board? Yeah. 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 Yeah, whatever, uh, whatever the whatever it's called. Uh, okay, my bad, bro. Literally, Bill prefaced whatever he was gonna say, saying it's basically the same thing we do. Yeah. So I was like, okay, we could probably move on. Yeah. Okay, we can <laughs> move on. Yeah. So the reason I, I came is because uh, first of all, 
uh, as context, uh, coming to America is like a, was getting popular already uh, when I was attending like middle school and it high school. So it was, yeah, sure. So it was kind of an idea. Like people had this belief that top colleges in the United States were just better than like uh, the top two in China. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of kids had that in mind. Uh, and then secondly, I didn't have this uh, reservation thing in Beijing where I attended most of my school years. So mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to take the college uh, entrance exam, the the one test for all thing in Beijing. So if I wanted to take that, I'd have to go back to my hometown and then uh, attend school for like one or two years before taking that exam. Wow, so that situation I- sounds so fucked actually yeah so my family and i were like fuck it uh <laughs> let's uh let's study those exams and uh invested a lot of money in me to attend to some classes in order to pass those mm-hmm. and then prepared money for me to go to college here thank you papa mama you for helping your son get here okay and then he met me and it all went downhill <laughs> Just so, so bill like when you were making those moves i mean that's still like you said fuck it but i mean that's like a big deal right were there like other people in your family who did that before you or were you like the first like paving the way what's the deal um, no uh there wasn't anyone else uh but it wasn't as uh special or like as uh mysterious as you would think so i'm not like the only one out of my school obviously mm-hmm. there were like literally almost 100 people or even over 100 people out of 700 in my year that um went abroad and then out of them the majority came to america cool. so you kind of have like peers and sometimes people would like together because you know, you're trying to do the same thing. And then, you know how, like, Asian people can get really competitive, you know, when you see people, like, try to memorize some words, you get, like, very nervous. You, <laughs> you get an anxiety. Like, it's like, fuck, maybe fuck, I should, should be doing that. that. Yeah, you have the peer pressure, and that gets you uh, sometimes. No, I know what you mean, Bill. I don't know what you mean at all, Bill. <laughs> Asian sure, people you are not competitive like, at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are just better than... Yeah, he didn't yeah, need to be competitive. He was just better okay. to begin with. You're right, Bill. Yeah. So kind of along in that line, Bill, um, I don't think I've ever asked you this. So um, I think for us, a lot of us, our parents uh, were kind of the immigrants. So they came to America. Um, and to my understanding, it, like looking back on it, to think of how they do it, like they come to America alone. Um, they don't have like Google. They don't have smartphones. They don't have um, kind of like you with your like as you just said I didn't really know that but um, like a network of high school friends mm-hmm. um, to kind of like bounce information off of um, outside of that though did you still kind of feel scared coming to America like did you like were scared about figuring out how to like start a bank account or uh, I know you got a driver's license but you kind of like in the lost about how to get a driver's license or um, any other other kind of weird things that America has to do I bet with. you he was scared Right up until he met you, Gordon. Then everything changed. It was like a mm-hmm. Disney fairy tale. It's not to confirm or deny. With, uh, the initial like encounter, but uh, so so here's the thing. I came uh, one summer to Colombia uh, to do a summer program. So that was my first experience of the country, mm-hmm. and uh, it was in New York City. And 
One time I went to Fifth Avenue with、uh, some of my classmates, and then some people、uh, stopped me after we、uh, walked out of a store, and then they tried to. Uh, basically, sell the CDs to us, and oh, then we. Oh, yeah. like they're like they're like the rappers on the streets. Like, hey, you want to buy my CDs? You know, listen、yeah, to my music. Yeah, I lost twenty dollars from that. Wait, really? <laughs> American dream, baby. Yeah. How have I never heard this? Wait, that's crazy. He was he was really big. Um. <laughs> Wait, did you get scared, Bill? Was that why? I mean, that was my one of my first experiences, and another experience would be. Wait, wait, can we can we run it back to the situation, please? What are we running back? How did he convince? Do you remember how he convinced you? Was it just like, hey, by my? Here's、CDs. the deal, okay? We'll 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 keep it keep it short. So he asked what your name is. I'd be like Bill, and then he, oh, Bill, this is for you. So he signs the CD. He puts it in your hands and be like, I need bucks, some.、Bro. Tip for the music. He he goes for tip for the music, and,、mm. like, and then, and then you go like, oh,、uh, how how much do you want? He goes twenty bucks. And, <laughs> and <laughs> I, Bill, I'm gonna say this now, Bill. I'm sorry that I always dog on you for telling these really long stories, but on a podcast, <laughs> this is like the one time I'm okay with you telling a long story if you want to. <laughs> More stories. Like we can't stay on this like twenty bucks story for like half an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Like twenty bucks is good. Bill,、okay. if it makes you feel better as an immigrant, I, I also got robbed of twenty bucks on a corner side <laughs> by a big person. Don't worry. I was wait, in college, my first year. It was a tiny little first year. Like you, it's skinnier than I was am now. It's like walking. Someone told me come to my apartment. They're like upperclassmen. Well, how do I know they live in like some like scary yeah, part of the neighborhood? Mm-hmm. I like put on Google Maps, like take the route there, and on the way there, there's like a homeless person on the side of the street who comes up to me and he's like, "Dude, you got some money? I need some Chinese food." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, there's a Chinese restaurant right there. I need some money." The Chinese restaurant. I was like, "Oh God, what do I do?" So then I just like got scared, like gave him twenty bucks for my wallet. That's right. So you were in first grade. I don't know, dude. I was like a freshman in college. Oh, oh, wait. Okay, I misheard. I got really confused. Okay. Do you have yeah, used to UVA lingo? Sorry, what did you say, Bill? Freshman. Yeah, you don't have access to twenty bucks in first grade. Yeah. True. <laughs> True. Did I ever tell you this, Bill? Remember、um, when I went to San Francisco twenty eighteen? I think to visit you.、Um, on, I think, I was in SFO and I was taking the the terminal. The terminal tram,、uh, like around, and I think one guy just kind of rushed in, and like I was just I wasn't really paying attention, but he can't come in and just started like running up to people like, I I need some money, like like uh I he said something about like his kid, um、mm-hmm. he it could have been true, like I, I hope it is true, but、uh, he kind of then he kind of goes like I need kid, I need or I need to get my kid, <laughs> I need, I need to buy a ticket, I gotta buy my ticket real quick and get get to my kid or something like that. And like I felt bad for him, so I pulled out my wallet and I gave him all the cash I had in my in the pocket. He just looked at me, took it, and just kept going on asking people. That was like one of those like, did I just get scammed or was he on like completely honest about that? Wait, so I, he I needed a, sure, a plane ticket? That's what he、yeah. says, but that, that's a scam, buddy. Plane、yeah. tickets are so expensive. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. I, no. I don't know. That, I'm I'm not the, a fan、uh, of peddlers. I don't know. That's the、uh, that's a scam. Okay, yeah, let's go back to the topic. Oh, we yeah, does Bill actually remember what he was going to talk about? I was scared if he forgot. Yeah. So the topic was: Did I ever get scared coming to America? Yeah. And 
One other thing that I want to mention is dealing with government uh, staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so by now I know um, how slow things can move. But when I first came, I wasn't used to the efficiency here. So when I tried to go get my social security gar- uh, card, I waited for like half a day over there. When I tried to get the driver's license, I was pretty much... Uh, what's what's the word shocked uh, by the attitude of people and how they can treat you uh like you're a piece of garbage when oh. you're yeah when you're just trying to uh get a driver's license Very how true. dare you get a driver's license yeah how dare you i don't know wait so you mean like they just didn't care about you or they didn't want to do what you were asking you what do you mean? I mean, you? it's probably just they've dealing with uh they've been dealing with so many people that they're desensitized uh uh to like they the fact that they're actually talking to people is so be like uh, oh you, yeah. over there you you don't have enough documents go back and fuck yourself you know things like oh uh, I mean <laughs> the way you're making it come across the way I'm perceiving this is you're just saying like they come off a little cold is that what you mean like a little cold hearted. It's a little more than cold, I would say. It's like they're not trying, they're not solution oriented. Like they're not trying to help you resolve the matter at hand, but rather they're trying to find something that you're doing wrong and then take you back. Take you back, yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, I think that DMV has like the worst like customer satisfaction rating rate <laughs> of like anything, like any agency. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure. sure the DMV is like known to be terrible to work with um generally speaking because they're always like perpetually understaffed um and like yeah it's exactly what bill said like they're not they don't want to be there so they just like don't really (laughs) want to help you they just want to get out and like end their day Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, like like, no one just wins there oh sorry bill oh i just said it was one of the first experiences i just wasn't used to it Mm. yeah can I ask you, maybe we're, we're like, I'm going to jump this right now, but what's your like end goal? Are you planning on staying here in the United States? Cause I know you have a job here. You're a very, you're in a happy marriage as well. You know, you have a house here. Do you plan on staying here for like the rest of your life? Basically, are you like trying to settle down here now? I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's getting tricky since uh, I'm married here uh, and my wife's uh, uh, American-born Chinese. So it's unlikely that she can get used to life in China. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the other hand, I have my parents still in China. And I've honestly been observing what other people have been doing. Uh, the immigrants from China who came for, for example, a job or So just school. like you were observing your classmates back in high school, like, oh, you're, you're going to study abroad. What, what are you no, doing like, now? No, like people, people that are older, like what they're oh, okay. doing parents. So some uh, take their parents uh, here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I've been talking, I, I talked to my parents like once or twice about uh, how they felt about coming here. It didn't feel like they were, were open, were open or, were pretty, were excited for it, for the idea. So I'm still thinking. Uh, I still got some time before I have to resolve it, but it's uh, it's tough. No, that sounds really hard. I mean, 
it would have been like it would be like a really big culture shock too for your parents i'm sure if they had to move here yeah 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 that's a really heavy decision though i feel really bad for you i hope it's able to work out for you yeah well we'll, we'll see we'll see we're always here for you hey. bill never forget it next you want some okay. advice bill get a house yeah sure uh, I don't have any. You don't Sorry. have any? Okay, nice. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, okay. That's a tough one, Bill. So you, okay. you've, talked with your, you've talked with your wife about uh, if you would if she would want to move back to China or move to China. Yeah, but, Sorry. So, well, the thing is, even if, say, my parents say, oh, they can come here or my wife says she can go to China, it's not the optimal choice for all of them. Yeah. Or for either either party so it's uh like it's not something that i'm like it's not something that talking can help at the moment because uh, someone's gonna have the short end of the stick no matter yeah, what yeah, yeah. Hmm. is there no i guess no easy solution i guess you would want to be next to your parents as well i was trying to think of like a solution where they could you go happies yeah. Both of you moved to to Europe. What did you made it in the middle? Yeah, yeah. Middle. Somewhere in Europe. Yeah. yeah All of you are uncomfortable now. Nobody is happy. happy. No one wins. Well, it depends is, where you live, but it could win. This is game theory. Game theory <laughs> you right all here. lose together. True. Prisoner's dilemma. I don't know. Yeah, like I, I haven't even started talking about myself and how I feel. Like I have my career here. Um, but there are things that I don't like here, you know, it's the food that I miss from China, like, even I don't know how I feel right now, so, uh, it's a, it's a There's long... a lot of things to sort through. Yeah, 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 what you said. Yeah. Can you wait? He hates the dumb Americans. God, Americans are so dumb. So where's your hometown in China? Because you said you, you were like, I don't know, you had to go back to your hometown because you didn't have, like, the Beijing... License. Yeah, so my parents are still living in Beijing now, so I would, I guess, consider Beijing as my hometown since I was there since I was six. But then it was complicated, like, because of the whole, like, uh, college admission yeah. exam drama. Uh, I felt like Beijing as a city didn't welcome me. <laughs> um, so it, it, it's kind of like uh, immigrating in that, into that, trying to immigrate into that city. Mm-hmm. Like, especially now that I have permanent residency in the states i feel like even like the u.s welcomes me a little bit more (laughs) than uh beijing so it it feels kind of weird like i'm a little reluctant to call beijing my hometown Mm. is the food that different like you don't have any good spots where you live right now in the barrier or like i know your wife cooks a lot at home too but it doesn't just match up the same uh my wife's cooking a little unique uh she (laughs) on on the good side uh but like okay so let's talk about the restaurants yeah (laughs) good save good save marriage secure she's on like the upper floor right you're not anywhere close she can't hear this right she can't hear me so she won't listen some are pretty similar, but it's not like like the variety is just not the same. Like if you want like Chinese barbecue in China, you have so many choices, and yeah. then like sometimes you just want to be in a mall and then look at all these restaurants, the options, and then have the luxury of struggling which one to to choose. Mm. 
Yeah, but here, if you go to one that's like in the middle of nowhere, is like a, 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 a what they call a square, but it's really just a parking lot with a, a few restaurants. Mm. And then they, they call that a square or something mall, which is kind of cringe if you compare it to Chinese malls. <laughs> the thing like I've realized about um, especially restaurants here in the United States, if you're in like any somewhat decently sized city, you have a really big wide range of options in terms of like cuisine. Like yeah, you can like get some pretty decent or good like Italian food and have like Japanese food like right down the next door. But the thing is, sometimes if like you're really into a specific cuisine, they don't really go as like in-depth or like specialized in that cuisine. Like for example, if you want like Japanese food, most of the Japanese restaurants like in my city where I live is mostly just serving ramen and sushi. Yeah. And even then it's not like it's like the thick ramen, not really like the light broth ramen that I prefer. Maybe I'm just okay. a weeb. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure I'm sure as a Japanese American you don't feel very good about that, huh, Ryan? Alright, people are gonna have some misunderstandings now, Neil. You, you can't <laughs> you can't go saying that. <laughs> I mean you're the one who called yourself a weeb. It wasn't me, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now they'll have to guess. Now they're now they're viewers are just doubting whether or not you're Japanese <laughs> now. They'll never know. Maybe that's just your defense mode right now. They'll never but, know. But uh but yeah, uh I, I can see that too. Like uh every every time like me and Bill ate in college, it was such a struggle because I it's it's a lot of just like that kind of problem of like America feels like it's a, a jack of all trades but master of none. Yeah. Where you can get so much variety but it's never really that great. Like um even at college is even worse. We didn't even have like any good Chinese food. Like, I think the 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 tolerable Chinese places were like half an hour away. Like, yeah, they were either at UNC or at Raleigh, mm-hmm. so you had to like drive off campus to go to those. Yeah, there's nothing that great. We we used to have one. Like, do you remember Grace's Bill? Yeah, uh, and they, they they then shut it down. Yeah, so we had this really nice Chinese place. It was on campus. Um, I think it was in the medical, for some reason it's in the hospital, like the Duke's yeah. hospital. Mm-hmm. And it, apparently it's like one of the grossest place ever, but like they delivered and they had like one of the great, like the best food mm-hmm. and they shut it down. Um, I forgot why. I think like Duke just kind of like uh, muscled them out. Damn. And then we got left with something called Dragon's Gate. And uh, Dragon's Gate was a, a tragic tale of just like spiraling into doom where at, at the beginning it was pretty mediocre Chinese food. And then gradually, gradually it just kept getting worse. Like they kept like, using like gross ingredients like mm. everything turned bad and eventually by our senior year they full-on pretty much gave up being a chinese food place and started selling like hamburgers and pizzas and hot dogs yeah. they really just gave into the Wait, american so dream did they keep and, the dragon gate name though yeah i think so they're still called dragon's gate <laughs> and they still sold some chinese food but they severely cut their their menu so mm. it was just it's just america in one go just everything but all gross and like Probably mostly just frozen food. Yeah. <laughs> in, yeah. all, in all honesty, I, I mean it's the same for like Indians as well, right? It's like every culture. Like if I ask my parents what their favorite Indian restaurant is, I mean, yeah. like they would not really be able to give you an ads can be an answer. Like they go to Indian restaurants because they either like like the waiting staff or they like the owner of the restaurant. Yeah, not really about the food. Yeah, and they're just like the food is just like all right. I don't have to cook today. That's pretty much it. <laughs> but they don't really enjoy the food in the same way as they do like when we go visit India. I actually saw like a a TikTok today. 
It was about um campus food at Duke actually. And I actually saw they had like on campus Indian food. It actually looked pretty good. Was that like for mm. you guys or just, just am I seeing something weird? Maybe I'm just seeing things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember there was an uh, Indian restaurant. So there's a story about this. Uh, oh? Uh, during my graduation, uh, we went to this beach for uh, graduation week, whatever, and people drank over there. And then after we came back on our way back, we went to this Indian restaurant. It, it was amazing. Uh, it was like the best Indian food that I had. And my parents were coming, so I remembered the name of the restaurant, and I made a reservation for them uh, to go with me. Like the second uh, time around? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then they were here, uh, they were uh, over there at Duke, and then when I was telling them about it, they were like, oh, it's too far, let's not go. Uh, it was on the same day. Uh-huh. Like, let's not go. And then we went to the uh, uh, West Union, which is the uh, Duke <laughs> And then guess what they had? They had the Indian food at the cafe and they were like, oh, this Indian food is so good. <laughs> I mean, it's what they I say, was, ignorance oh, is bliss. You I know. was so triggered. Holy shit. Dude, if you ask any Duke student, any previous Duke student about West Union, they, they, they always just facepalm because that place is just a mess. It's just, it's again, just uh, America as a whole, just in one one glass box. It's just, it's just it has like a Southern place. It has uh, a... Uh, they they got so lazy they just combined all the Asians into one place. It was just like a Japanese Chinese mm-hmm. Korean kind of thing in one go. Um, they had Indian place. Asia. They had a pizza place, and all of it like when it originally first opened. So it opened during our I think sophomore year. Um, it was brand new. It was very shiny. It, it, at first, like I think all the restaurants like gave it their best. Like they tried to make it really great. So it wasn't that bad. But gradually, just kind of gave up. They just like just. They just start because originally the idea was that they're restaurant style, so like uh, or like a la carte. So each day they had different kind of menus going on, but then that definitely like flew out the door like pretty early on. It just became the same things over and over. Um, the one good thing about that place was I learned about Chicken Sixty Five, probably one of my favorite Indian dishes, um, mostly because it's called Chicken Sixty Five. That I think is the coolest mm-hmm. name ever you can give a dish. Okay. <laughs> well, how about Chicken Chicken Sixty Nine? All right. All right. I All think right. that's good a good one. time to to move on. Thanks, Phil, for <laughs> that last very very thoughtful comment. I mean, okay. Yeah, we spent a lot of time talking about Bill. I, I liked it though. Yeah. There's a lot of you stuff wanna, I didn't know about him, but you want to go to Bill's juicy topics that he wanted to talk about to make sure we get them in. Oh, I thought you. We could talk about maybe like the new laws in China. Sure, we can touch on it. We can touch on it and see I if Bill has any interesting long. insight. Yeah, so, uh, well, Bill is you know, brought up in China, so I want to talk to him. I had some, some, there's been a lot of news about, like, a lot of new laws China's putting in socially, which seemed really interesting, actually, mm-hmm. um, at least from my perspective. So, for example, there's, like, a ban on video gaming for kids, except, like, weekends for, like, two hours or something like that. Um, and then there's, like, another one that puts, a, like, regulations on tutoring centers, so that you can't have like for-profit tutoring, I think is it, it is basically what it is. Like they're trying to make schools more of like the primary source of education rather than like tutoring centers, which is also a big deal in India as well, where they have like a bunch of tutoring, like after school hours. So you go to school for like, you know, six, seven, eight hours. And then you go to like what they call tuition in India, which is like basically another like four hours on top of that, right? Mm-hmm. And you have like homework from that as well. So it's like second school and it's like, basically mandatory because everyone does it and it puts a lot of strain 
on the kids. And it seems like it was something similar in China. So I want to hear from Bill, like how it was growing up, maybe in that environment. And then like, what do you think about these new kind of fixes they're putting in? So that was a lot of questions. Uh, first, okay. you mentioned like two regulations, and then you asked how it was uh, for me when okay, I was how growing up. We break it down. Yeah. So like, maybe I can start talking about like what it was like when yeah, I was growing up. Go for it. Yeah. So when I was growing up, of course, there there wasn't the regulation on uh, video gaming nor the uh, education ban. So naturally, I went to a lot of these Turian classes. Uh, so to list a few, I went to some kind of like a, a lot of math classes, obviously, for, uh, to help me get into the middle school that I was in, mm-hmm. and then some more to help me get into the same high school, although that was a little easier because I was already there. Um, and then a couple of the physics, uh, chemistry, uh, uh, Chinese, uh, English classes to either help me get ahead uh, or to participate in some, in some competition, get some uh, good uh, prize. Was this like all like you wanted your par- you asked your parents like, hey, I want to take these classes, or like your parents kind of pushed this on you, or you just felt the anxiety from all your peers? No, I was a kid. I didn't know shit. So uh, <laughs> it was either my parents put me there, or like other people were doing it. So my parents were uh, uh... Me. basically everyone was. Uh, attending some kind of classes yeah so about how many hours per day did you spend in these classes so i think normally uh during the week you would have uh uh two or three weekdays that's like from 6 p.m to 9 p.m uh after school uh some people do it more crazy they have like four or five days uh but i normally have two or three i think and then Mm. on the weekends uh the standard slot is like 9 to 12 uh a.m a.m to 12 p.m and then one to four and then six to nine those are the three standard slots some people have it full on weekends for the full day so you would have like six sections six sessions each for three hours on the weekends but i don't think i ever did that the most i did at one point was pretty much like three maybe for the whole weekend and then for summer vacations and winter vacations you would have like every day for like three hours a day and then if you have two it's like six hours a day uh, i mean personally i did jack shit in middle school <laughs> and high school i took no classes the only tutoring i ever did was because i was a band nerd and it was mandatory to actually be <laughs> in like the top band to have like some form of lessons but eventually like I was there for so long, I said, I'm not doing anymore. And they're like, okay, yeah, sure, that's fine. Yeah. I don't know. Gordon, did you take any tutoring? I know you did, like, a lot of extracurriculars, like, swimming, but I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I guess in high school, I did a lot of extracurriculars. Um, in middle school, uh, back in Kansas, I did a lot, um, also, just because there was more there. Like, but, tutoring, uh, though, like, extra classes. Tutoring. I used to long, long ago, back in back in my youth, youthful days. I went to Chinese school because my mom made me. Um, so, um, those of you not familiar with it, I think Bill probably. Bill, can you rate his it. Chinese? But, yeah. So Chinese school is usually just more so like it's yeah. more like a culture kind of thing. Like uh, as in like you go there, learn how to write like a lot of like um uh kind of like uh uh what do you call it uh the 
the writing, like you learn mm-hmm. Chinese writing, okay. uh, you learn like Chinese songs, characters. things like that, characters. Um, yeah. You do kind of like some physical activities too. Like I think we played ping pong. Those like things. when we were, as a kid, we were like learn like that's like, Chinese culture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. No, okay. don't read into it that much. Come on, man. But yeah, I think their heritage guys is ping pong yeah. time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder if Bill's uh, just yeah. listening to this right now. Like, wow, these American kids spoiled. <laughs> I mean, this wasn't supposed to be like to. This is more supposed to be for fun, but it was not yeah. for fun for me. But you didn't do anything to like help you like get into college or anything like that, right? Nothing to like further my academics. Mm. No, not nothing like what Bill's been saying. So, no Kumon. Um, no, I did oh, not. Shit. Not doing Kumon. What about you, Neil? Were you a Kumon? Kumon kid? Yeah, yeah, I was. Um... Yeah, I did tutoring stuff. I did Kumon. I did before that even. I did this thing called Score, which was another Kumon-like service when I was like really young, like maybe seven. Yeah. Um, like seven to eight or nine, ten, something like that. And I did Kumon for some years. Um, I mean, what I would say is not as intense as what Bill is describing or how it was in India. Yeah. But like my parents were very used to like that culture, so they were like pretty serious about putting me into stuff and like making sure. You know, I kept up and like actually put an effort because they'd just be like, "Look at you! Look at your cousin in India, man! They're doing like five hours every day. Like, what are you <laughs> you're doing? chilling. You know, like, <laughs> this one packet from Kumon to do. Like, yeah, just do it. You just do it. Um, yeah. So I mean, I'd say it's still pretty like had it pretty easy. Like summers, like over summer, I didn't do that much stuff. Mm. It was pretty chill. You know, I just played video games and did a couple Kumon packets here and there. I mean, this um, is a. It wasn't as intense. Yeah, like a bit of a side tangent. I guess this is a good way to understand your views on this. But like, would you put your kids through the part process? Like, Bill, would you put your kids through all this tutoring? Uh, I haven't given it much thought. Um, uh, I mean, maybe, but if they're like too against it, I, I guess not. It's. Uh-huh. Bill's a nice dad. So, like, looking back on it, would you say, like, you're glad that you went through it? Or do you wish, like, it would have been, like, toned down a little bit more? Or do you wish, like, you didn't do it I mean, it sounds like like he couldn't do anything about it, right? I mean, it's more like a, it is what it is. Like, I did gain from it. Like, I did get ahead of my peers. And that's probably why, like, I was able to get into a decent college and uh, be where I am today. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, if I didn't have it, like other people would do it anyway, and you would just like get drowned in the competition. So uh, I yeah. don't want to say I'm thankful for it because I did lose a lot of time, but mm-hmm. it like it, it made me who I am. So uh, Bill, I mean, it sounds like you know that's kind of what these laws are about, right? I mean, they're basically saying like, right, no one's allowed to do it. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you know, everyone has a little bit less pressure, or yeah. like you know can get some time back. So. What do you think about i don't know do you have you like are you aware of these regulations like yeah have you, about, or have you talked to people like family friends about it or so, know more about yeah. it than me probably yeah i think first comment i want to say is uh this isn't uh surprising to me like uh chinese government is very different from uh the u.s government so um it's uh, always been like a, a, a what's, what's so-called big government. So like they make policies to change people's lives rather mm-hmm. than here in America, like people vote on what they want. Um, 
So, and another thing is, I, I think part of the intention here is to uh, make the education opportunities equal for uh, people coming from different socioeconomic statuses. Yeah. Um, but again, that's the intention. Uh, realistically, I, I don't think it's going to work because the rich people are just going to hire like uh, teachers. Private tutors. Yeah. Like, yeah. Private tutors. Teach their kids. But... I think I mean at least it's a start. Like, um, it's like right idea, they, but maybe not great execution. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I don't know. I I I like to think that policymakers in China are smarter than me because they're smart enough to like rise to the position. So, I I'm sure they thought of this, uh, but somehow I I think they thought the gain was pr- uh, better than the loss. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, they released a lot. Same thing goes with the the video games. I'm sure they thought of like how people were gonna be mad, but they like evaluate the situation and be like, oh, people are gonna complain, uh, but you know maybe more people are gonna like it and hate it, and then our country is gonna gain more from it because you know people are gonna focus on school and then turn into productivity resources, and they're gonna produce value for the country so that. We can rise as a whole country. I think they were more considering on that side rather than like people's day to day experience. Like freedom as a concept is worth nothing uh, when you can't feed like a country of like one point four billion people. So I think they're still trying to focus on that side. Mm. Yeah. From what I was reading, like about those articles in particular about um, China's limit and banning of video games, especially for for kids it was like people 18 under right but yeah it was mostly i thought for like mobile gaming especially like spending habits of kids and like how much time they're spending on those kinds of apps but i don't know is it is the gaming culture that big when you were growing up what did you see as an issue like some people were just like slacking off doing it or was everyone just pretty studious i mean it's like the the same everywhere Uh, I, i mean i said it again but I was never allowed to play any kind of games, uh, and then so my parents were <laughs> my parents were pretty interesting. So they like to think that what they had in mind aligned with my interests, so that they didn't didn't they didn't feel guilty that they were like taking something away from me. Yeah. Like when they didn't want me to play games, they were like, "Oh, games are not interesting. Don't you think the same way?" Oh, and then God. I was they're like, gaslighting you. They're just gaslighting you. <laughs> And then, like, uh, when, um, you know, in, like, stores, some kids would want stuff. They want candies. They want toys. And then my parents would be like, oh, our kid never wants those things. Like, he's, he's a not, good boy. Yeah, he's a good boy. He's not interested in those things. So it's like, <laughs> sure, mom. Yeah. Wait, were you an only child, Bill? Yeah. Oh, Most sh- of them are. This, this generation. Oh, wait, yeah, that makes sense. Dang. I don't know. Gordon, what do yeah. you think about this as our resident gamer? Uh, Dude, that, sounds like, that sounds like hell. Like, yeah, just just hearing it, like, um, I've, I've never really taken that perspective, though, like, how uh, Bill described it, like, China, like, that is, like, something I've never really taken perspective that they have to take care of 1.4 billion people. Like, um, mm-hmm. I can barely take care of myself. Can you imagine taking care of, like, that many, that sheer number of people, like, making sure that, trying to at least make sure that they're all fed or, like, they're taken care of and, um, I think it hits a lot of the news. Like, I, I think a lot of like social media these days are like really like um, 
painting China in like a weird, weird, weird light, like just um, but it 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 does put in perspective that they do have a lot on their plate to take care of. So yeah. um, that's really interesting to hear. But um, it's 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 hard to hear that like there's not a lot of like freedom, like just a freedom like uh, being a kid. Like I think that's the biggest thing that like I think a lot of people in like um, a lot of like the Western countries really truly appreciate like. Um, as a kid, you're expected to be able to have fun, do stuff like that. Because when you're an adult, that's when you're expected to really like buckle down, really do the things you need to do to help contribute to the country or contribute to your like your career, things like that. So, um, it sounds like in in like kind of China, and I assume like a lot of like in like India or like just uh, in the eastern side of the, the world hemisphere, is that there's a big focus on making sure from day one that um, you are doing something that further improves yourself and better will eventually lead into improving the country. So um, that's, that's really interesting to hear. Um, <laughs> do you, yeah. do you feel like you missed out bill? Like I, I know you said you, you can't, there's nothing like you're, you're not thankful for it, but you can't really imagine um, what would happen without it. But um, do you kind of have any regrets of like as a kid or uh, maybe do you have any kind of regrets nowadays? Just like of, of things that you kind of missed out now when you look back. Yeah, so I think it definitely affected me a lot. Uh, like it built into my character. Uh, one example would be uh, up until like one or two years, even after college, uh, if in my free time I'm not like doing anything productive, like I'm if I'm playing games or watching a movie, I feel like I have to do something productive, e either like reading a professional book or even work a little to make make up for it. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that's one thing. And another thing is uh, actually one of the things that I was, uh, uh, one of the topics that I was interested in, which is uh, the importance of hobbies. Yeah. Uh, again, I was never able to build up a, a hobby that I really enjoyed uh, growing up because all, basically all my time were, was invested in uh, these uh, sessions and classes. So nowadays when I sometimes really have the time, I find myself just sitting around uh not sure like what, what to, do to do with your time yeah like I, I i try to play league but like you can only play for a couple of hours and but and it's it's like not fulfilling when you play games i feel like personally like it's a lot of it feels like a time passer a time waster sure maybe there's like things where you can really push yourself if you want to maybe like climb the ranks and see yourself progress but at the end of the day, sometimes, well, for me personally, it doesn't truly spark joy for me, really. It doesn't really make me happy. So, yeah, that's just uh, one example, right? Like, other things, like, I, I I, haven't really got one of those. Like, I, I started playing guitar uh, a oh, couple shit. of months ago. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I've got, like, uh, okay, like, I can play, like, just, just like, sing-alongs, not, like, yeah. Uh, you know playing by yourself yeah but I, I find that to be uh a little fulfilling but then again you can only play that for like half an hour an hour a day yeah i mean i, I think you know that it's kind of mm, conflating a couple of different things right i mean you can you have to find fulfillment in your you can find fulfillment in your hobbies but you can also do things that just make you happy like in the moment as well right there's two different things there yeah. So I mean, for example, like learning guitar, you probably feel good because of like the progress you're making, right? Like as you kind of start to learn and you get a little bit better and better, that progress like over time gives you some like fulfillment and like happiness. Or you could like, you know, if you all go and watch like a fun movie, 
you probably don't think, at least I don't think of that as like time wasted, right? It was just something that like made me happy in the moment. Like I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was a good time. I don't really think about it as like time wasted necessarily. Um, if I play league, I actually do feel like that because I don't actually enjoy it that much. I'm just like doing it because I need like a de-stressor or like something to take my mind off something else. I can yeah. escape. So it's like they have different purposes. So I think it's a bit of a conflating of things to say like happiness and like fulfillment are necessarily the same thing because happiness is just a state that you yeah, can like happiness, see in and out of. I feel like sometimes um, people... It's a bit different. Yeah, like happiness, sometimes people make it out to be this really nuanced, deep thing. But sometimes, like, I think I really like what you said, Neil. Like, the things that make you happy, it's fine. Unless, like, actively harming you. If something <laughs> makes you happy, like watching a movie, and, I don't know, maybe someone thinks there's a time waster, well, it made you happy, so... It's fine to do it. I don't know. What's yeah, but is it... yeah, go ahead, Bill. Sorry, uh, just one point. So what I was saying was not that I didn't realize uh, the points that you were making. It's rather that it's an old habit. Like, I was just mm -hmm. wired so hard that way mm -hmm. that I had to do something that felt productive. To, mm -hmm. That you to... were, like, oh, yeah, making yourself better in a yeah. way. But yeah, better in whatever dimension that yeah. is possible. I don't know. Yeah. Not, I mean, not to break this or Okay. Um, like, just a kind of quick question. Like, in China, do you feel like you saw, like, other people, like, really pursue, like, their, like, their, like, their passions, hobbies or interests? Yeah. Like, because, like, uh, like, in America or, like, just online, I see a lot of, like, like, really niche kind of things, like, people like to do, like, um, just the other day I saw, like, I, I was talking to Neil, he showed me this YouTube channel, like this guy just shows like a bunch of baseball clips, but then this guy also reviewed that there's apparently like an ear pulling contest where literally two people will sit in front of each other and have a string that's like looped around each other's ears and they just have to pull and whoever like gives up because it, it's extremely painful because you're pulling string against your ear, basically almost tearing it off. And basically whoever just can't bear the pain anymore, just kind of like lets it go or mm -hmm. like the other guy somehow gets it slipped off. But like, people can pursue these like really weird like 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 hobbies or dreams or like i've seen like um my, i saw another video like there's like a 40 minute video there on like, youtube about like these giant lego machines like they literally make these huge huge lego machines that like um like go on for like um they go on for like meters extremely long and they just are perpetually running where they just like all they do is just like move balls like these little tiny balls and they just kind of like they either like fling them they kind of roll them up things like that so i i feel like that's like a kind of cool thing in my mind of like people like just really love this like really weird thing to me but they devote a lot of passion to it so do you kind of see that also in china well definitely a lot less i won't say it's not there since it's such a large country and i've, I've definitely seen it around uh but one challenge you will face if you do that in china is uh one your whole family will start talking to you and be like, why are you spending so much time on that? You should be spending more time at work or doing what you should be doing. Mm -hmm. And then the second is outside of your family, uh, people will judge you and be like, oh, this guy is not doing what he's supposed to do. He's not like producing value. So as you say that, do you feel like that's still kind of present? Like, is that also another reason why you always feel like you should be doing things? Like, do you have that kind of like, even if they're not even there, like if you're, because you're, your parents aren't watching you all the time. Now you're your own man. Um, I don't think your wife cares that much, but you might kind of think that she might, or, or like even your peer, like your friends, you know, um, do you still get that feeling sometimes? 
I don't think it's coming from like Chinese population today. I I I'm I'll attribute it more to my past experience and how I was raised. Mm-hmm. So it's no longer externally driven. It's more just internally. Just you yeah. have that need to kind of like um, always be improving in some some regard. Yeah, it's more like external experience, sort of internalized. It's just ingrained in him at this point. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to avoid it. I, I I will say when Bill plays video games with us, instead of putting in more hours into his job, I judge him. I do. I have to judge him for that. <laughs> Bro, literally, after we're done playing with him, I'm pretty sure he logs back onto work. So. <laughs> This guy's you guys think I'm hours. joking? Um, you guys think I'm joking when I ask him? Don't you have meetings to go to? Um, but yeah, it's it's it sounds rough, Bill. Like I think that's something like, um, it's it's a nice. I I, I it's it's hard to say it, but I guess it's like a nice burden to have. Like there's definitely a lot worse alternatives to be facing. Like considering like a lot of pe- other people in the world, mm-hmm. but this one is a lot of more like a, a mental stress. I feel like that um, maybe other people don't really experience, but um it's something that like i feel like a lot of people these days um just it, they, they lose that idea like there's such a rush to kind of like um further your career further your education be be like to the be top doing something that, yeah like people yeah. begin to just like forget to like just take a breather smell smell the fresh air things like that um because i think that a lot of that is what keeps us in check to make sure that we stay human uh make sure that we kind of like um bring up our own personalities into into our life like just be our own person um kind of sounds like to me like billy kind of struggle like you haven't been able to breathe that fresh air for a while so right now you're just still like i don't know what to do with this fresh air like do i do i enjoy it do i um so it's just that kind of move that like yeah i don't know it's just I, I i'm not saying like it's only singular to like chinese people like or like indian people's problem like i think a lot of people have that mindset they just develop that mindset either from like their their upbringing so like kind of like you said like a lot of families tend to like do that too uh but there's just that huge stress and i think that's the one biggest thing that i like really enjoyed learning from college is that like at some point you just go like f it c's get degrees like why do i bother like spending x more hours into something i really hate and then it only pays off a little bit versus just enjoy the moment right now like do i go out and hang out with my friends like further those social bonds and like help myself stay stay cool and collected versus do I really need a cram for this test that I know that I'm just gonna, I can get one point more if I just study an extra like 10 hours, but where's the cost benefit from there? So, um, yeah, I mean, like- I think personally, I can really, I can connect to what Bill's saying. I have the same like chip on my shoulder, I think, or at least I've had it for a long time. Um, like even, I think since like high school, middle school, it's always like, I need to do more. Like it is always like, a am not being productive right now. Like I need to, I can, squeeze in more into this schedule like I can do more like I was always you know taking more AP classes in high school and like I remember my counselor one time like sat me down and she was like you know in in like American schools bills I don't know if you guys had this kind of like scheduling stuff or how scheduling worked in China but for us we could take electives and we would take like AP classes to get college credits and I would try to like cram as many as I could into my schedule I remember my counselor one time sat me down she said you know, you're taking like this many AP classes, you realize you won't have a life when you do this. And I was like, I looked at her, I was like, I already don't have a life. I don't know what you're trying to tell me right now. <laughs> this doesn't change anything. And then she was like, uh, okay, I guess that's okay. Then. And then, um, yeah, I mean, even in college, like I just continued that. And then I started working and I was like, now I have all this free time after work. Like, 
you know, what am I supposed to be doing? Then I signed up for a master's because I was like, I can squeeze in more stuff during this. So I totally connect with you. I think what Gordon said is true. It's partly, partly cultural and probably more so for you because you were surrounded by that environment. But I think it's also partially just like a personal, like personality trait as well. I'm sure like people who don't have that environment around that, some people still have that chip on their shoulder where they have that kind of that mindset. Um, And it's definitely difficult. I think it's a, you know, double-edged sword, just like Gordon put it, like, you know, you're going to be able to be more ambitious because of it and probably, you know, push yourself to get further. But at the same time, you're not maybe not going to be able to find that fulfillment in the same way that someone else can. Do any of you guys, this is like an open floor question kind of, but personally, I I think I find fulfillment in work in the ways like I can problem solve and like learn things, but I feel like I'm not really fulfilling like the creative side of my brain sometimes or like, you know, pursuing more like art, different art forms or I feel like I've been missing something where like I want to really dedicate myself and lose myself into like some sort of passion. But I don't know. Do you guys feel like you feel fulfilled when you're working? Or is that why you're just really focused on trying to find these new hobbies to do? I'm guessing no. I already talked with Gordon about this. Yo, we got our podcast. So what do you mean you're you're creatively uh, <laughs> uh, uh started That's why I'm doing this. You know? It's <laughs> the whole point. True, true. I don't know. I mean they I do want, any I want to hear Bill's like, answer. Yeah. I guess. Bill, do you feel fulfilled at work? Is that why you're looking for hobbies? Uh, I I don't think so. So for me, it's more like I don't really care. Like I'm so extreme in trying to like advance my career, like just trying to get better in some sort of uh, sense that mm-hmm. I don't even care that much about what I do anymore. It's more like whatever gets you there. Yeah, if, if this thing is going to help me, like, if this requires talking to people, I'll do it. If this requires, like, dealing with people, I'll do it. And if this means, like, no longer coding, I'm willing to do it. Uh, and then the hobby stuff, it's more like, oh, I can't work. I just, I'm not physically able to work 24 hours. Mm-hmm. I do want to still have some time off uh, and do my own things. So... They're not really conflicting, so that's why I'm like still looking for something. What are some of the things you're looking into, like hobby-wise? So you mentioned guitar. Yeah, so I haven't really been looking recently since my I, I changed jobs recently, and yeah. uh, my new job is very demanding. Uh, but in the past, I've tried like origami, trying to re-pick up uh, what I did when I was a kid. Uh, like even though I you know, did a lot of classes, like, before middle school, I was doing quite a lot of origami, like, handcrafting stuff, and I was looking into, what else? Uh, yeah, some video making, or... Oh? Kind of like, like vlogging? Like, or what? What do you mean, video making? Similar, like, digital photography, slash, like, uh, digital art, and uh, I was also looking into like uh, Unreal Engine, trying to make some games. Oh, I remember yeah. you linked me your YouTube channel one time, and you actually have like a lot of different like videos, like when you're traveling, some of the stuff like you're working on, like your projects. So, I mean, it, it seemed like something that you enjoyed doing. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, he enjoys it, dude. There's like dumb videos out there. Uh, some of them are good. Like, I'm not saying they're all dumb, but there's there's a video of you just drinking coffee because Bill took a class in college of like uh, I forgot like film filmography or something like that. I just like taking images. Yeah, and then he sucked me into helping him take like videos of him, or like mm. he took videos of me. There's like another dumb video where like. All I do is go to a vending machine, buy a Diet Coke, and go I back to my room. I remember this. And yeah, and all like he just like <laughs> it's like two out like a two minute video of me sped up doing that. So like, um, but some of them are really dude are, are really nice. I think Bill does like uh, uh, I think it's definitely a fun hobby for you. Like, I, I see you, you really enjoy some of the the mundane things of thing uh, of like kind of life. So, um, that's cool to hear. And um, you 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 I I know you're you're a great artist too. You always show me that uh. That one portrait you did was it the surprise Pikachu? Oh, oh yeah, I still have it here. I can show you right now. Oh yeah, this is something that I did at a company <laughs> offsite. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> As for you audio listeners, um, Bill just—I don't know. I'm sure. Hopefully, you guys know the meme. It's like the surprise Pikachu face. It's, it's a pretty nice drawing. It was a spitting image of it. I have a question for Bill, um, Ryan, unless you want to go first. Oh, I had something about passions, but... Okay, I'll, I'll ask ahead. first. So, Bill, when you talk about, like, you know, you said you were kind of th- going into, like, a little bit of game design and, like, learning guitar and things like that. I also have a piano behind me, which I try to learn every now and then. And I, I, a lot of times I think to myself whether this is just my kind of chip on my shoulder acting up in a different way and what I mean by that is like this type of hobby still gives me like it's still progression based and because of that it's still like I would think of it have, have you heard of this concept of like intrinsic versus extrinsic motivations yeah basically like I would think of it more I wonder to myself whether it's intrinsic or extrinsic mm-hmm. meaning am I doing it because I eventually want to show off my skill mm-hmm. and um you know, be like, yeah, now I can play piano and like, you know, talk about it at work or like talk about it to my friends and family. Yeah. Or am I doing it because it truly brings me some form really? of fulfillment yeah. intrinsically? Do you th- have you thought about that in your hobbies or does it matter to you? Doesn't matter. I mean, of course, I've thought about it a lot. And honestly, I have a lot of doubts uh, sometimes. And uh, I'd really like to thank my wife who's been supporting me like whenever i tell her my doubts and she'd be like oh you shouldn't be thinking about it that much those don't really help you if you enjoy it just keep doing it if you don't just stop like don't feel that much pressure like i talk to her daily about like my struggles at work my struggles about my life like where's my life meaning and she's been really supportive on that that's so cute fuck you guys yeah yeah fuck you bill fuck what do you mean dude yeah. So I'm just supposed to be sad till I get married? What do you mean? Yeah, he, <laughs> hey, audio listeners, he just showed his ring on, on in camera. He just flashed it against us. I mean, he's been That's showing it since the beginning. It's, <laughs> it's nothing new. I don't know. Have you have you yeah. gotten close to... I don't know. What's the meaning of life? That question is so hard and varies so deeply by so many people. Like Personally, I'm of the mindset where I hate uh what is it i i prefer or like i want to be working to live and not live to work and i've spoken to gordon about this a couple times or like at least once where i feel like especially in the tech culture in the workplace it's like expected 
of you to be bettering yourself not only during work of course like you should be bettering yourself and working towards yourself when you're working and then like you know improving in that way but also they the culture expects you to be putting in those hours like outside of work and personally that's not something i want in my life that's not something where i find meaning in my life i just and then at the same time also struggling to find like what i want to be doing in those free time outside of work like i i've been thinking about doing pottery throwing i've gone that far off the deep end where like <laughs> i'm just gonna throw some clay on a wheel and just see what happens what comes out of here i'm pretty sure i'm gonna be asked but it, it's, it's gonna be fun but i don't know that's how i feel heck yeah niche hobbies i'm telling you that's it's the niche american hobbies? yeah what's yeah. your niche hobby going uh uh yeah all i, I know about like gordon games, sorry go ahead I just like video games, man. Yeah, all, yeah. <laughs> all I know about Gord is he just plays Final Fantasy. Yeah, I was gonna say I, video I games and trash isekai anime. Yeah, Dude, I'm so annoyed right now how addicted I am to Final Fantasy. I want to play other games, but I just keep going back to Final Fantasy. Mm -hmm. it's, it's becoming a problem. But yeah, I yeah, I, I wouldn't say like I also don't share like kind of like the hobby. I think everyone probably should feel this way. I think that that's it's the imposter syndrome that all of us kind of have at some point or another, like whether it be career, whether it be like in life, like you just hear about people like, um, like, you know, when we hear about Andy and how he's like, he has like a song on Spotify, like what the heck that guy has a song on Spotify. Like, that's just amazing to kind of hear. Like that mm. guy has like, he's, he's a voice that and like a passion to kind of do that. Effort. Like, are we and doing we the right there. thing yeah. that we want to do? And then, and then a lot of it, it, like what keeps me grounded a lot of the time, it's just like, am I happy? Like, do am I missing out if I'm not doing that kind of stuff? And like, like, um, sometimes maybe I am, sometimes I'm not. But um, it's just whatever keeps you going. Like, um, if you don't just generally don't like some of those hobbies, like, uh, my mindset is just to like, what what's it for? Like, unless you truly like it or like if it's fun for you, like definitely go for it. Like that's why I like video games so much. And like how you guys say you guys can't like spend hours in the video games. I think I can. So. Um, I think you just need to take that perspective. Like those people who find those like weird things that they really like, like it's just what drives them. Like they really enjoy it. Like it's it doesn't doesn't mean that you're a bad person because you don't like it. It's just you you like chocolate ice cream and they like vanilla. Everyone's ice cream. different. Just, yep. As long as we're all happy, that's what matters at the end of the day. And money. Yeah. But, Neil, uh, Neil yeah, are yeah. you happy? <laughs> I'm sure you're happy in the money department. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. I, no one's always going to be happy, right? So it's it's always, it's a state of being. And I guess I'm happier more times than I'm not happy. Mm -hmm. So based on that, I would say that I'm generally happy. What um, makes you happy I, in particular? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think, like I said, uh, what I said earlier is pretty much a true example. I mean, I enjoy like watching good TV or like, you know, watching watching a show that I just enjoy and I can just binge for like mm -hmm. eight hours. I'll do that. And I won't feel like I wasted time at the end of it. I'll just be like, nice. <laughs> that was like, a good I did time that. usage. That was a good time usage. I was just in my zone, like in front of my computer screen, yeah. chilling, vibing out. And I'll feel really good about that. Um, and there'll be other days where I that chip comes back on my shoulder. I'm like, you know, I have X amount of hours after work. What am I going to do? Mm -hmm. I need to sign up for something or I need to, you know, learn some new skill or something like that. So I think it's a kind of, always a battle for me personally I think um yeah what i've learned like listening to you and like knowing you neil for so long is like you really enjoy those things that 
you can really take your mind off and you can just truly zone out and enjoy being in the moment. But then it's always into trash anime. Yeah. It comes with, yeah, trash anime. <laughs> but I think yeah. for me, I've slowly discovered this about myself that I think what I really enjoy is like producing something. So maybe that's like music, or like with the guitar, or maybe it's like this podcast. Making something, um, I feel like maybe it's it's a little bit of both of like extrinsic and like intrinsic thing where it's cool when like people see it or they're able to like recognize and I feel validated. But it's also cool just seeing myself like create something and be able to produce something. Yeah. So maybe I'm gonna encroach on Bill's territory and become a videographer as well. Learn how to edit some videos. Yeah, you guys can do a collab. Yeah, we can collab, Bill. Are you ready to collab? Sure. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, people like uh, moral of the story is just people like different things. So um, if you ever feel like an imposter syndrome, like I think that's such an easy thing to fall into these days, just because of how tying back to our episode one is just how readily available information is. Like how deeply rooted you can like find figure out about people other people's lives. Uh, just by cursory looks or just glances through like social medias, it's really easy to kind of fall into that pit. Like, um, am I like, am I just being a slack? Am I just being like kind of a burden to society or something like that? But I generally just think that it, it's 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 uh, a millennia old question of just like humanity's been here for the whole time. People have been like done worse things. People have done better things. What are you gonna do about it? Like, in one day you can't fix that. Um, and one day though, you can, uh, just make those steps, those steady steps to something that you do enjoy or make progress to whatever you want to get achieved. So, um, it's just, uh, take it, take it one step at a time versus giant leaps and bounds to like catch up to other people, uh, focus on you. Um, one of like kind of like the, the best things I've ever heard, like advice I've just ever heard is just like, um, when you hear that advice on like planes, like when you put on oxygen masks. Um, you always put it on yourself first and then you help other people put on their oxygen masks. So that's just kind of the thing about like, <laughs> I, 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 it really hit, it really hit hard for me from in my, in my mind. I just like, you really need to take care of yourself first. Like in a lot this... of situations you need to worry about yourself. Like you can compare yourself to other people all you want, but that doesn't help you get anywhere. Like that won't help you. You're not, if you don't put on your on, on oxygen mask first, then you won't get anywhere. So um, yeah. it, it sounds this selfish, is... but it's just something you got. It just needs to click at some point. This is where, how we know Gordon is a good person. Whereas for me, that doesn't hit deeply at all because I'm a selfish bash, the bastard. So I always think that way. This is like my default setting. <laughs> and on yeah, that but, note, but that goes to like your intri- in extrinsic value. Like, do you, like, yeah, definitely. Sometimes you might value that a little bit too high. So um, it's a lot of just worrying about your intrinsic. Do you, do you personally feel that growth mm-hmm. and, and progress? Yeah, no, that's good advice. All right. Well, I think that was a pretty good note to end off. Thank you for those wise words Do you have, uh, any final thoughts from bill or yeah any, anybody up? you want to shout out in particular as well your wife uh shout out to my wife i love my wife <laughs> he's doing it again uh, <laughs> it makes my life just so much better uh and when she's not around I just feel so much so, so lonely uh she like Went out, uh, went back home for like a week and it felt like hell. I remember you were telling me about this and then we were on call. He sounded so sad. He's like, what am I going to do? What do I yeah. do? 
Dude, when he came to visit us the first night, he immediately goes, I miss my wife. And like, oh, <laughs> and I bought him Chick-fil-A. And then we were, no, he bought Chick-fil-A. I took him to Chick-fil-A. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I will confirm though, like Bill's wife has got her figured out. Like she knows what she wants. I, I She's just, I, she's got life figured out to be yeah. like from my perspective. So, so more of the story. Next podcast guest. Everyone needs. More of the story is, is Mary Bill's wife. Yeah. Everyone yeah. needs one of those in their life. Okay. Well, Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, that was episode two. I want to say a big thank you to Bill. Uh, this ended up being a pretty... I feel like we were grilling you or interviewing you on a lot of these different things, so hopefully everyone enjoyed it. Thank you, Bill, for leaving up this hour and canceling all your meetings for us. But yeah, that was episode yeah. two. Thank you, everybody. All right.